Um, I believe strongly in being accountable to each other. I'm not saying that I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to be your mother. I believe that when you are in a committed relationship, there should be some accountability. So it's more than just a communication problem. It's also, in my belief system, being accountable or being respectful to each other. Mm. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how men and women communicate differently and how there's just no excuse for poor communication in this day and age. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and touring and tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time And these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the original, the lovely Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. I'm fine. How are you, Steve? I am good. Thank you. Uh, So Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and lots more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, if you uh, can't remember any of that, you can go to our website, hitchedmag.com. Uh, and uh, find her info there, as well as all the past podcasts on the podcast page. Um, today, we're going to talk about the importance of clear language. 
this is something where I feel like we take for granted when we have it. And when it's not there, um, we like to make excuses about it um, or talk about clear language as if you're being nitpicky. But this gets back to good communication and good communication skills, I think, at least. Um, And so ultimately, like, I feel like particularly when I think about the world and where it's going in this influx of misinformation and fake news, not as a pejorative term for actual journalism that people don't like, um, but actual fake information being disseminated. Ultimately, words matter and the things that you say matter and how you say them matters. And so in relating all of this to marriages and relationships, when one spouse says, I'm going to be gone for a few minutes and then they don't return home for four hours, it's not unreasonable that their spouse would get upset by that, um, particularly if, if this is a recurring theme. Uh, and so my opening question to you, Karen, is, is this type of inaccurate communication saying I'm going to be gone for a couple minutes and then it's hours later? Is this a common problem in marriages? OK, I have a bunch of things to say. First of all, um, I'm not making excuses, but there is a difference in the way that men and women talk. So let's go back to before marriage when a guy says, okay, I'll call you, I'll call you later. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't necessarily mean later that night. So a gal will go home and she's waiting for the call that night and he doesn't call because he doesn't literally mean later. He just means at some point. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference in the male and female ways of conversing. So that's the first thing. And so when you say that, are you, do you mean they literally are wired differently in their communication skills? That is absolutely correct. All right. So, you know, it's possible that the way you've just set up the scenario, it's the guy that says, okay, I'll be home, you know, in, in a couple of minutes and doesn't get home for a couple of hours. And it's nothing more than the difference in the wiring. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, as you were talking, you were saying, you know, that this is a communication problem. And, you know, I will tell you that the majority of couples I work with walk in and say, we have a communication problem. So is this typical? Yes. This particular communication problem, not necessarily, but communication problems, yes. But I would also say when you go more specifically to something like this, it's more than just a communication problem. It's also a respect problem because if I say I'm going to be gone a short while and I don't come back for hours and I don't let you know where I am, I'm not respecting you. You know, you don't know where I am. Maybe you were planning on um, having me pick up the kids. Uh, I'm sorry, having planning one, the, the spouse who's still at home yeah. is planning for the spouse who left to pick up the kids. I just didn't tell it to you. Or... I needed to run an errand and I needed you to be home with the kids Um, or I'm worried about you. Um, I believe strongly in being accountable to each other. I'm not saying that I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to be your mother. 
I believe that when you are in a committed relationship, there should be some accountability. So it's more than just a communication problem. It's also, in my belief system, being accountable or being respectful to each other. Mm. Okay, so it's obviously difficult to be detailed with information, particularly if you don't know all the variables. So when you say you're going to be gone for a few minutes, you don't know if something might happen or if it takes you twice as long to find something at the store that you thought was going to be walk in and walk out. But with knowing that, knowing that there are variables um, and, and I, I suppose if we're talking about the variables of you, you thought something was going to take you 20 minutes and it takes you two hours um, that would raise concern from your spouse because that isn't a normal thing. So with all that being thrown out there, and the rewiring or the different wiring, as you mentioned, shouldn't couples try to be as accurate as possible, particularly since we know this now? You just mentioned that we're wired differently. And if you're a man, knowing that when you say you'll call later, uh, you really mean at any point in time. And you now understand that they think, oh, later today or in a couple hours. Should we make that effort to say, I will call you by 5 p.m.? Yeah, well, I think that what you could do is you could say, okay, here's, you know, I'm planning on making two stops. Um, Barring anything unforeseen, I'm expecting I'll be back in an hour. And if I really get held up, I'll give you a call or I'll give you, you know, I'll send you a text. Again, um, you know, just sort of checking in with each other. Um, I don't, you know, sometimes things do come up. Um, But... I think that if you are at least aware or cognizant of your mate, if you are gone an inordinate amount of time beyond when you say you're going to be gone, it behooves you to somehow be in touch with your mate and let them know, you know, this is taking longer than I thought, you know, just wanted to check in. Do you need me? Don't be worried. You know, mm-hmm. here's what's happening. Uh, okay. And- Okay, with that information, are there tips that, you know, more specifically that they should consider when communicating? So um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking avoid hyperbole uh, if the details matter. Um, Beware of setting impossible expectations. One of the scenarios that we have used in the past is uh, I'll be home in five minutes knowing that it always takes you 20 minutes to get home with traffic. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you have to try to be realistic. You know, um, I don't remember if we were just chatting about this situation or if we actually told it in a podcast, but I remember um, a couple I worked with years ago where the husband would say he'd be home at 6.15 because his wife would get really upset if he didn't say he'd be home at 6.15. Mm-hmm. But he left his place of employment at 6 and there was always traffic. There wasn't any shot that he was going to make it home by 6.15. So then she'd get crazy um, and she'd get really upset. But if he would say to her, I'm not going to make it home until 6.30, she'd get really upset also. So he was in a catch-22 no matter what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think that if you um, aren't realistic or if you um, you know, speak in circles or you know, don't really uh, speak in a way that's direct or that you know, says what you mean it to say, 
it, it really does make the situation much worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm also guessing that um, the context of the conversation matters too. Oh, yeah. Right? So when you're talking about something like really small, it's not a big deal. But if you're talking about picking up the kids or (laughs) uh, what time some event is starting and you're not clear, that could that could cause more problems than, you know, what do you want? I don't I don't know. I don't care. And then they bring home something that you don't like and then you get upset about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that, you know, I feel like that's a different situation. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, you know, but but the thing is that if you're not clear on something, and here's the interesting thing, communication is really two ways. It's the person who is sending the message and it's the person who's receiving the message. So the lack of clarity doesn't necessarily have to be in the person who's sending the message. Mm-hmm. It can also be in the person who's receiving it. Regardless, if when you hear what the person is saying, it's unclear to you, then you should be asking. And you can just simply say, you know, I didn't quite understand what you meant, or, you know, this is what I heard. Is have I got that right? Yeah, no, that's so, a that's a great that's a great point because you're right. Communicate first off, there are multiple aspects of the communication, and communication is a two-way street. Um, and I mentioned the, you know, what do you want for dinner? And they say, I don't care. And then you come home with something that they don't like. Well, if you are married to this person, you presumably know them relatively well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, what do you want for dinner? Their response is, I don't care. Rather than making that leap of, I'll just go get whatever I want. You could, as the recipient of that, I don't care, not really clear language could follow up to your point of, well, is there anything you don't want or don't feel like as opposed to, well, how, you know, rather than giving them options, because a lot of times, well, how about, you know, pizza or burgers or chicken or whatever. And they'll say, I, you know, whatever, that all sounds fine. As opposed to, well, is there anything you don't feel like? Because then you can start eliminating things so they don't get upset. That's correct. That's correct. Um, you know, because otherwise you bring something home and the person says, oh, I don't want this. And you said, well, you said anything. Exactly. Well, but you know, I'm on a diet. Why would you possibly bring home, you know, mm. a cheeseburger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, that I can't eat such and such or. I'm it, allergic to it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you you know, that could open up a whole can of worms. Right. Um, as the recipient, how hard should you push to get that kind of information? So if your spouse says you know, I don't care, whatever. And you say, well, how about this? Or, you know, is there anything you don't want? And they say like, eh, it doesn't matter. Um, first I want to say that the person who's continues to give that just bland response each time they chip away at their ability to kind of argue or criticize the final result because they seeded that control. But how how hard should the recipient of the original um, information push? Okay, here's my typical. It depends on who the couple is. Mm -hmm. You know, I have worked with couples where one of the complaints is, you know, she doesn't stop asking me questions. Mm. So I think that you've got to know your partner. And if your partner, like for instance, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself and my daughters. There have been times 
that they will tell me that I'm annoying. Can you imagine such a thing? Never, never. I mean, really, okay? But there, there's times I need information and they don't give it to me in a timely fashion and they want me to help them get, you know, let's say pick something up for them or mm-hmm. do them a favor. So knowing that they find me annoying, I will say at the risk of the, you know, that I'm bothering you or that I might be annoying. And guess what happens? Oh, you're not annoying. <laughs> okay. So. If you, if you know your partner doesn't like that you ask a lot of questions, you would say, at the risk of you feeling like I'm asking too many questions, I really want to make sure that I get this right or that, you know, I'm getting what you want. Hmm. So again, it's a matter of knowing your partner and knowing how to approach them in a way that is understanding and respectful of their sensitivities and their sensibilities. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I wanted to toss into this conversation was digital communication because Mm -hmm. I know that's how a lot of couples communicate. (laughs) Uh, And so while we are talking about verbal communication and how unclear it could be, we have talked about this a lot in the past. So much – first off, the reason – Face-to-face communication is so important because it's not just the words that you say, but Uh how you say it, the facial expressions, the body mannerisms, like all that kind of stuff that goes into it, right? Right. When you do it through a digital means, it's Mm -hmm. really difficult to understand the tone that somebody is attempting to get across. And so um, I think it's really important to not – like I'm a super techie guy and people throw around phrases or use emojis that I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like on one part of this is we have to strip away any kind of embarrassment for not knowing mm-hmm. uh, and just accept like, you know what, <laughs> the internet moves pretty fast and I'm not going to know every little thing. Um, but I just wanted to toss it out there that I think it's important to ask and follow up if somebody sends you some weird emoji that you don't quite understand what what it is they're mm-hmm. trying to communicate to say like what does that mean what do mm-hmm. you you know uh, without being annoying about it but um, it is one of those things where communication can get really difficult when you start going back to hieroglyphics and throwing images back and forth at each other yeah there's even more to it when you have um, the the automatic uh, spell check or the automatic writing, mm-hmm. half the time the texts come out not what you meant to say. Mm. So it gets so confusing. So, you know, what I often do is just write back, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and sometimes you do the, the speech to text and all that stuff right. and it doesn't translate perfectly. Right. So exactly. there's a lot of stuff. And it's really interesting because there's this big push in the computer world where we have this ambient computing, which basically means like the Google Home or the Amazon Echo, where this device is always listening to you and you can just yeah. say something and it responds. Uh-huh. Well, the next generation, the next phase of that is giving those voice um, communicators screens. So when it misinterprets, you can actually see the information. Uh-huh. Um, so it gives you more information, but it also enables you to correct information as well. So if mm-hmm. you say, you know, what time does the pizza shop open? Uh, you can see it'll show you on a map. Let's just say, for example, 
um, it's not the one that you thought you were getting, right? Rather uh-huh. than just calling. So being able to see things um, and, and, and translating this to us, being able to see somebody's facial expression as you communicate with them can tell you a lot about what you're saying and how you're saying it. And oh, of course. So yeah. the, the computer industry has recognized this with just being able to talk into a device and getting feedback in return. It's not enough. You need mm-hmm. a visual aid to help and strengthen that piece of communication. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, uh, the last question I have for you is, are there any tips to approaching this when you aren't clear? So uh, rather than, you know, you mentioned just <laughs> replying, huh? And in some, uh, relationships and I would hope in a marriage, you would be able to do that without fireworks launching. Um, but what, what are some tips that you might have well, one tip I gave before is that if you're not understanding something um, or you're not sure that you're understanding that you say, okay, this is what I'm hearing or, you know, am I, did I get this right? And, you know, sort of paraphrasing it. But the other thing that happens is the person who's sending the message says it and the other person doesn't quite get it. And then they say the exact same thing. And the person still doesn't get it. And they say the exact same thing. It's almost like one of those, quote, customer service people but who are really not good customer service people. And yeah. they keep repeating the same thing. Yeah. If, if, the, if your partner isn't getting what you're saying, say it differently. Mm. Just because you repeat it doesn't mean that they're going to get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would make all the sense in the world for you to change the way you're saying it to try to explain it differently because if they're not getting it then they're not going to get it purely by the, its repetition mm-hmm. that's a that is a excellent point uh, that actually <laughs> reminds me because I'm a I'm a nerd uh, and a bit of a political junkie I watch um, the press briefings every day mm. and th- one of the things that you see is ask the press secretary a question and they mm-hmm. give an answer that doesn't really answer anything. And so then oh. they try again a different way and then they mm-hmm. will try it a different way. And then a different reporter will ask the same question another way. And sometimes it gets to the point where the press secretary will give them an answer, might not be fully satisfying, but at least it's an answer. Other times they will give an answer of obfuscation where they just – you can tell um, the person doesn't want to answer the question. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm – I'm bringing all this up because in asking the question multiple ways, you could mm-hmm. A, clarify and they will then understand and give you the information that you want or B, it might reveal that they don't want to give you the answer. Yes. Um, if the person who's getting, who's asking the question knows enough about what the subject is that they can re-ask the question. Mm-hmm. See, what you just described mm-hmm. are a bunch of journalists who are trying to get some information and so they know enough about it that they can ask it in different ways. But very often, if you're with a partner who's telling you like, uh, 
okay, so here's the plan for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And just, just basically describes it. And it's so vague that you don't even really... And and I'm not giving a good example. No, but that's a, that is a good example. If you say like, "What time are we meeting up with so and so?" and they say, "I don't know." Well, are we having dinner at five or six? It's it's the same question that you're asking, but a different way. But if you don't know, you don't know, and so it doesn't matter how they ask it. Right, 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 right. Still, so no, yeah, that, that's good. Um. But but again, I mean, I think that if you say, "Can you clarify it for me?" I'm I'm not quite understanding. Can you fill me in on more of the details? Um, I mean, but but again, there there are some people, and I don't mean to make this stereotypical, but it is typically more men who don't aren't as forthcoming with as much information, you know, because for. For men, just to be fair, very often they'll feel women like talk, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a man will be like, you know, here's the bottom line. I don't have any more than that and leave me alone. You yeah. know, when when there's more to tell you, I'll tell you. Um, so it may start to really irritate them that their female mates are, uh, you know, quote, hammering away on them. Mm-hmm. And if you are a male gay couple, then you're just screwed. Is that, is that what <laughs> no, because they tend to be a little bit more feminine in their uh, in the way that they respond to each other. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, with that, uh, did you have one final thing or anything else you wanted to add? Um, the only thing I want to add is that. Though good communication takes a little extra time and it's annoying, in the long run, it really does save time because when there's miscommunication um, and we act on it, it can get so fouled up Mm. that to try to go back and untangle it and figure it all out um, and all the potential emotionality that could result in a negative way, that it really is penny wise and dollar foolish not to spend the time trying to be more careful in the initial communications. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's the final word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that was excellent. Uh, Thank you so much, Karen. You're welcome so much, Steve. (laughs) Uh, And with that, we will wrap up this episode. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank Karen for her time. And as a reminder, Karen is a practicing psychologist for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also follow uh, her on the social platforms. You can find uh, her stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. So thank you one last time, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. 